Welcome to the Always Evolving Podcast. This is a podcast for those committed to always learning, always growing, always evolving into greater, more expansive versions of themselves. It's about living the life you want to live, a life most only dream about. Let's explore the possibilities together. I'm your host, Erica Boucher. I'm breaking my silence. Those of you who know me know that it's been a while since I've put out a podcast, and it's been a while since I've put out a blog of any real substance. I've kind of been in this holding pattern, really at a loss for words with regards to what I'm witnessing, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing going on in the world today. I think what happened is over the course of the last four years or so, I, along with a lot of other people, were in a total state of confusion because we really were not prepared for the kinds of behavior that we were witnessing. There was a lot of bullying, a lot of abuse, basically abusive behavior lying, manipulation, and we really have not had to face something like that, at least in this country here in the United States, certainly not in my lifetime. And so I think a lot of us were kind of in a state of confusion and just really didn't know what to say. Because for people that are on a spiritual path, it could be deemed as not spiritual to speak up and speak out against things that are not acceptable to us. And I think a lot of people in the spiritual community have gone silent because they just really didn't know what to say about this. I know that when I get together with friends of mine that are considered spiritual teachers and spiritual leaders, when we get together and we talk about what's going on in the United States today, pretty much everybody without fail agrees it's scary that it's uncomfortable, that it's horrifying to, to witness what's going on. And yet, such a tiny, tiny fraction of those people are actually saying anything about it. And I get the reason why they are not speaking, because I also went silent for a long time for the same reason, because we don't want to add to the noise. There's so much noise out there right now. There are conflicting, two completely conflicting sets of facts that are going on out there. And so it's been confusing and disheartening because a lot of us are even in alternate realities from our family members and some of our close friends. Relationships are falling apart. The country is divided. And so... It's very interesting that right now, so many people that are on the spiritual path, teachers and leaders, have not known what to say. Because our spiritual practice, we've never really had to face something like this before. We've had to face it internally, our own internal demons. But we've never really had to look at it outside of ourselves 
on a macro level like this. So I, like so many others, have watched this ugliness and hate and abuse and bullying with horror and disgust and sadness and grief. It's heartbreaking to see the kinds of behaviors and conversations people are engaging in. And I have written so many things that I didn't publish. And I've had so many conversations with friends that I haven't put out there in a podcast or in a blog because it's almost like, okay, this is the conversation the spiritual community is having having in private, but when it comes to going out into the public, we're just going to talk about love and light. And I've been feeling for a long time and believing for a long time that there is a disconnect there. So several weeks ago, there's a writer's group that I'm a part of. And I made a post in this group that basically said that for the first time in my life, I'm experiencing something akin to writer's block, where I have a lot to say, but I'm holding myself back from speaking right now because I didn't want to add to the noise. And so for a while, it really just felt wise. Like when you have something to say, you'll know and it'll be clear and you won't have to question or second guess it. And then after the debate, the first debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, which Frankly, I didn't even want to watch because I knew it was going to be horrible. I knew it was going to be a horrible thing to witness. But my beloved said, well, let's just watch it for a little while. And so we started it at the beginning and it was like watching a slow motion train wreck. I found myself literally trembling as I witnessed what was unfolding in front of my eyes. And the next day, I felt like I was experiencing PTSD, like a post-traumatic stress disorder. And I realized there's really something wrong here. There's really something that's out of whack with what's going on here. And I must not have been the only one to feel this way because suddenly I noticed some of the other spiritual teachers speaking up a little bit more. And I started speaking up more. And the saddest and most disappointing thing that happened after that were the number of people that expressed disappointment because somebody who is quote unquote supposedly spiritual is talking about what's happening and calling out this behavior that is unhealthy and abusive. And so it really made me wonder what people think spirituality is. Everybody's spiritual journey is their own. I never set out to be a spiritual teacher. When I wrote my book, my book 
was about authenticity. It's about the search for authenticity. And as I wrote in the introduction, it's not my intention to garner a legion of robotic followers now dependent on me for guidance and direction. That's exactly the point of this work. It wasn't until I started to look at what rang true for me, sometimes in spite of the well-meaning intentions of others, that I found peace. That is a paragraph from the introduction of my book that I wrote 20 years ago. So from very early on in my spiritual journey, it was about me finding my authentic self and living from that place. I never set out to be a spiritual teacher, but authenticity so often brings the conversation around to spirit because I believe that at the deepest, truest, most core level of who and what we are, we are love and we are spirit and we are all connected. And that's why it's painful to see a part of ourselves behaving in ways that are hurting ourselves. Because if one person is hurting another person, we're all experiencing that. We are the abuser and we are the abused. Everybody is a mirror for us. For years, I have talked about cults and what cults look like. I've written articles about it. I have talked about watching friends of mine sell virtually all of their belongings and move across country to participate in a cult. Because it's very attractive when somebody is feeling heartbroken, lost, confused, and alone. It's very tempting to want to belong to a group. And when you find a group that seems to be willing to welcome you with open arms, it's amazing how much, how many warning signs we're willing to ignore or overlook so that we can belong. And for a very long time, I have been witnessing this cult-like following of Donald Trump. I've been so fascinated with how the mind is influenced, how people like the thousands of people in Germany that were capable of treating other human beings the way that they did during the Holocaust. I wanted to understand how does that happen if at the deepest core part of ourselves, we are love and we are all connected. How do we get so lost and so confused that we could be capable of behaving in that way? And so I've been really horrified by what I've been witnessing with Donald Trump and how people are coming to defend his behavior. It's quite frankly, it's been flabbergasting. I don't know how else to say it. It's been flabbergasting. I have just been beside myself with horror at what I've been witnessing. And on the other hand, so you've got 
you've kind of got this group of people who are just blindly or seem to be blindly supporting the behavior of Donald Trump, even when it's clear that it's abusive, it's manipulative, it's bullying, it's um, dishonest, it's all those things. And yet, a lot of people are on that Trump train. And then on the other side, I have a lot of people on the, in the spiritual community that are spiritually bypassing the situation because the belief is that it's all love. It's all light. It's all good. It's perfect. It's all perfect. And I disagree with that to a point. If a woman loses her child in a car accident, it's not all good. It's, it's terrible. It's horrifying. It is a devastating loss. Now, years later, after she's had her grieving process and she's really figured out a way to work with that experience and a place to put that so that it makes sense in the grand scheme of her life, she may be able to look at that experience and say that there were gifts that came out of that experience. Maybe the community really came out to show her support. Maybe she never realized before how loved and supported she was. But that doesn't mean that the loss of her child was not a terrible experience. Just like we may have and hopefully should have learned from the Holocaust, that doesn't mean that all of those people that suffered and died, that it was all love and light. It wasn't. There is this other aspect to humanity that some people in the spiritual community are completely overlooking. When we talk about the chakras in yoga, we talk about the seven main chakras in the body, from the root chakra all the way up to the crown chakra. And it's very tempting for some people in the spiritual community to want to float around in the upper chakras and deny the the lower chakras. But that's still not a healthy, integrated, whole being. And so I've always taught with empath yoga and with all of my work that it requires us to be balanced in all of the chakras, like Every aspect of us has to be in balance in a healthy way in order for us to be truly healthy in any kind of a real and lasting and sustainable way. And so from the people that are either avoiding this topic of what's happening in the world right now or they're using some brand of spirituality to bypass it, there's a certain amount of spiritual shaming that's been happening that I'm witnessing from people when they are expressing how disappointed they are that their spiritual teacher is choosing to engage in the conversation about what's happening happening today. I shared a quote from Brene Brown and it was basically a quote about how nothing about her work should be corrupted or misconstrued to think that what 
Donald Trump is doing is okay and that she's never seen anybody use shame and manipulation and bullying tactics against people the way that he has been doing it. And so it was a wonderful quote and I don't have it exactly. I can't read it to you right now, but basically I shared this and almost immediately somebody commented, well, there goes my, there goes my love of Brene Brown. So they immediately decided that Brene Brown was no longer a worthy teacher because she dared to have an opinion about this very, very important topic right now that's impacting every single person's life on the planet. And so the thing that I want to really talk about today is that, and this has been a pet peeve of mine for a really, really long time, and I'm finally talking about it, which is don't let anybody tell you what spiritual looks like. Your spiritual journey is your spiritual journey. It's very personal. And you can, you can get words of wisdom and guidance and advice and support and acknowledgement from various different teachers. But you are your own guru. Be careful. Avoid the different brands of spirituality. If somebody's coming at you and they think they've got the golden ticket, what they're saying is they figured it out for them. On the path that they are currently on, it's working for them. It's making sense for them. But everybody's spiritual journey is always evolving. We are always evolving. So don't let anybody tell you what spiritual looks like. Because where they are on the path is very likely different from where you are on the path. And it doesn't even mean that they're necessarily further along than, than you. It could be, but you're not going to be able to jumpstart your journey to their place until you have an understanding about where you are right now. And I don't know any spiritual journey, true, healthy spiritual journey that asks you or requires you to deny what you're feeling. So let's talk about how loving or unloving it is to call out or acknowledge behavior from another that is not acceptable to you. I remember years ago, a woman came to my, one of my retreats and she was really struggling because she wanted to be unconditionally loving and yet she had a brother who was an addict, a drug addict, and everybody else in her family had turned their back on him because they had enough. And she was the only one that was still helping him and supporting him. And she was at the point where it was affecting her marriage and she didn't know what to do because it was, she was struggling with her spirituality. Is it spiritual? Is it okay for me to cut him loose? And while I don't have the answers for everybody, my belief is that sometimes the most loving thing you can do is let someone go. Because the love that is inside of them doesn't want you to enable them in that way. We're not helping somebody when we're enabling their behavior that is abusive to themselves or to anybody else. 
Sometimes the best way to honor somebody is to speak to the truth that is inside of them, even if they can't hear it or receive it yet. Another example is in any situation where there is an abuser. So for example, if I knew my neighbor was abusing his child, I wouldn't just pray about it. I would pray about it for sure, but I wouldn't just go in my room and get quiet and pray. I would also take actions to help protect that child, whether it was calling Child Protective Services or whatever it was that I needed to do. I would do both things because we are spiritual beings here having a human experience. We're not just spirit. We're also human beings. For the period of time that we are here in these bodies, we are here to have this human experience. And that's how we get to decide who we are in this life. And I know for me, I'm not somebody who's going to spiritually bypass the abuse of a child. And so the same thing is true with what I'm witnessing with our current president. The stokings of racial discrimination and violence and the bullying, the name calling, the nastiness that I witnessed at that debate, that is an abuser right there. And what I've noticed is that a lot of people are following suit. We've never had more abusive bullying behavior so prevalent and obvious in this country. And maybe social media has really brought it to light. Maybe it's exacerbated it, but we cannot ignore the fact that the leader of this country who's on television and is going to rallies and the things that he's doing and saying, it has an impact. And I'm done being quiet about it. Now, the way we choose to speak up says a lot about who we are. And it is possible to speak the truth and be authentic and be honest and still come from love. Because the truth sometimes is bitter. Sometimes it's really uncomfortable. And anybody that's had any kind of a true spiritual awakening or breakthrough will tell you that it was darkest right before the breakthrough. It was the most uncomfortable right before the breakthrough. And I really want to believe that that is where we are collectively right now, that on an individual level, we have these breakdowns in order to have a breakthrough. And on a macro level, I'm hoping that what we're witnessing is that we're having a collective breakdown so that we can have a collective breakthrough. And it's time for love to be acknowledged, for love to be heard, to be spoken. So acknowledging that is not love, that is hate. Acknowledging it doesn't make you hateful. It just means you're speaking your truth. A few weeks ago, I was having some trouble speaking my truth. Like I knew what I wanted to say, but I was hesitant to put it out there because the minute you do, you get, you get attacked from the people that 
have had four years or more now of really cultivate, cultivating this bullying tactic. And then you've got people in the spiritual community who want to tell you, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's not what spiritual looks like. And I don't know who decided that for them, but that's what people are, are saying. And so I was really hesitant to, to talk. And I was having a conversation with a dear, dear friend of mine who, who was a very conscious, awake, aware, evolved person who I love and appreciate so much. And she simply said one thing, speak, speak, she said. And I sat with that for a few days. Then I saw the debate and I realized I have to speak because that's me. That's what my spiritual journey looks like at this point in time. I'm not going to attack anybody. I'm not going to bully. I'm not going to be nasty. If I find myself getting going in that direction, that's when it's that's when it's a sign that it's time for me to pull back, get quiet, meditate, return to a place of love so that I don't get pulled into this energy that is not ultimately me and who I am. This is the awareness, the truth for me, and I'm sharing it so that anybody else out there who's been going through a similar challenge or struggle to the one that I've just talked about here, I want you to know you are not alone. You are not alone. And it is okay to speak up. Do your best to come from a place of love. Be kind. Be honest. But speak your truth. If you want to be quiet, you be quiet. But don't assume that is what someone else's spiritual journey is supposed to look like. If that's how you're choosing to be in this current experience, great. If that works for you, great. But don't assume that that's how the other person is supposed to be doing it. Don't let anybody tell you what spiritual looks like. And do your best to avoid imposing those ideas and limitations on others. Because it may not make sense to you, but they just might be a few steps ahead of you you don't know. That's where humility comes in. For those of you who have tuned in and have listened all the way to the end of this, thank you for hanging in there. I hope that this has been helpful. If it has, please let me know. Either send me a text, send me an email, somehow, smoke signals. Let me know if this has been helpful for you. If anything about my message and my approach speaks to you, resonates with you, and you want to take a deeper dive, consider getting a hold of my book, Showing Up Naked. It's, it is the search for the authentic self. It's about living in your naked truth and not having to wear the social mask. You don't have to wear the social mask of what spiritual looks like. You don't have to wear the social mask about how a woman is supposed to behave. You don't have to wear a social mask about anything. You don't have to portray anything to anybody. It's about peeling all of that away and getting down to the core naked truth of who you are, your authentic, loving self.
If you want to get a hold of that book, visit showingupnaked.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of Always Evolving. Please feel free to share this episode with anyone you think might appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this podcast, let me know by giving me a five-star rating. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, keep evolving.